How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 19th episode of Critically Incorrect. I am joined once again by Charlie, if you wanted to say hi. Hello. So yeah, 19 episodes in, kind of crazy, uh, coming up quickly here on the 20th episode. As I'm sure you've already, you know, seen, Justin isn't with us again this week. He's just currently focused on schoolwork and knocking those out before the weekend, I imagine, so we could play It Takes Two, which we'll talk a bit about later on in this episode. Um, but yeah, once again, we're here and ready to discuss everything going on in the gaming industry and more. Um, Charlie, in the last week or so, what have you been playing? Um, it's been a mix of things, really. Uh, yesterday, I started replaying It Takes Two, um, just because, obviously, oh, not It Takes Two, A Way Out, sorry, because uh, It Takes Two comes out tonight, or slash tomorrow, um, from recording, um, so I'm going to be playing through that. So I wanted to go through A Way Out before that, so I should be finishing off a replay today. Um, I've been diving back into VR quite a bit, um, playing a new rhythm game called Ragnarok, uh, which is a mix of like guitar hero with drums but it's that's like the viking, viking era beat saber like yeah. game right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i've been enjoying it quite a bit there's a ton of content in it already which is great to see um there are a few problems i have with it uh some of the like uh timings can be a bit off and things but overall uh i'm i'm really enjoying that um and i also played through some of half-life alex just because i wanted to uh finally get all the achievements on that which i have now done um played a bit of four guys as well because the new season did drop uh this week so i've been playing a bit of that um i'm trying to think had no i was i was just thinking had the had i played the doom eternal dlc when we last spoke which i hadn't because it had just come no, out no you haven't you, um, so, you streamed right after right yeah so i did stream stream the whole thing actually in one go um because it was surprisingly easier than the first one um i really enjoyed it i thought it was a nice conclusion to the story although it did end a bit abruptly but i still really enjoyed it uh definitely recommend it to people um and hopefully they end up doing more doom we'll see Uh, there's rumors that they might be doing like a quake remake next so we'll see how that goes um but other than that uh just a few like multiplayer things here and there some more cod and league of legends and things um but those have been like my main my main games this week. I've I've actually played surprisingly a lot considering the amount of work I've I've had to do this week. But um, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, this past week I haven't played too much. Uh, mainly been watching more on Attack on Titan, which I'll talk about here in a bit. Um, what I have played mainly just been you know co-op games with like my friends. Uh, so I played more Resi Five, which me and my cousin are currently going through right now, and. That's been fun to revisit since I haven't played that since I was like 9 or 10, I want to say. Besides that, more, you know, Fortnite as well, I guess. And I think really that's about it. I'll be playing Bloodborne, probably streaming that right after this with Zach. Um, But yeah, mainly I've been watching Attack on Titan. I finally caught up as of last night. Um, Once I got to Season 3, that's where the show really got good for me. I don't know. Season 1 and 2, I heard they like adapt the manga pretty like authentically. And then in season three and four, they still obviously, you know, it's one to one, but they cut out certain conversations and all that. But it makes it for the anime to, I don't know, progress at a much faster rate. Um, and I just found it better for, you know, that TV kind of format. So I really got into it starting with season three. And now I'm fully caught up for the final episode. Well, quote unquote, final episode. Most likely there will be a part two um, this Sunday. So very excited for that. I actually did pick up some of the manga just because I know that. The Sunday won't conclude it, so I'm not going to try to show the cover too much, but yeah, got some of the manga. Who knows when I'll read that, because I'll 
probably be pretty busy the next few days, but it's there. Besides that, I don't think I have anything else to add. I am going into spring break. This is actually my, my last week uh, before it, so I'm looking forward to catching up on a lot of things next week. And I imagine I'll talk about it takes two. I think we'll all talk about it next week on the episode where hopefully Justin will return. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it should be pretty exciting. That being said, out this week, there's actually quite a bit of stuff, as we just talked about. It takes two. That's coming out for PS4, PS5, uh, all the Xbox consoles and PC. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it here in a bit, but it's actually reviewing really well. So very excited to jump into that soon. Uh, Invincible is coming out this Friday. So as you're uh, as you're watching this, actually, it's already out. Um, I believe the first three episodes are going up. So definitely go give it a shot. Uh, essentially, what Invincible is, is Robert Kirkman's kind of take on a superhero comic. Um, Robert Kirkman is obviously the uh, writer for the Walking Dead series and a few other comics. Uh, so, yeah, Amazon picked it up and finally it's out. It has a pretty great cast. If you look it up, like there's a lot of big names there. It's reviewing really well. So I know me and Charlie are looking forward to watching that this weekend. Should be pretty good. Um, and yeah, did you want to talk about a bit about Invincible while we're here? Yeah, I might as well talk about it a bit since since we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. Everyone should go watch it. Anyone that's listening to this, once the once you finish the podcast, just go and watch it. Like I'm sure it's gonna be great. Um, for those that don't know, Invincible is like my favorite comic of all time. Uh, I think it's probably the most consistent, long-running comic. It's like 144 issues, and like not really a single one of those is a dud. Like they're all written and drawn really, really well. Um, the show looks like it's gonna take that artwork and that story and just make it even better um they seem to be expanding on a lot more of the arcs than than they do in the the comic which makes sense i imagine amazon are hoping this is going to do really well for them so that it can last a long time i think the boys shows that there's room for superhero content that isn't marvel and dc so i i do really hope that invincible does well with the mainstream like the boys did because that was also a very uh comic fan comic like not many people knew of it outside of the the comic community um so hopefully invincible does really well but yeah everyone should go and watch it um it's probably going to be great hopefully it's out tonight because like i'm i'm hoping it it drops as soon as possible so i can get watching it um but yeah it's hopefully going to be really good and it's out right now so go watch it yeah, I read the first two issues last week, and then I watched like a sneak peek, which kind of covered some of the issue um, that I watched. And it was like these few panels, right, that you had on the comic page, and just the animation like brought so much more life to it. And it was like an action, like it was like a like less than a page, right, of this one scene happening. Um, Charlie, it's where he throws the trash out, and he realizes that you know. Oh yeah, yeah. His powers are kicking in. Um, yeah, I watched the kind of sneak peek for that, and it was like forty-five seconds, and it's like like. It's more fleshed out, so I'm probably just gonna wait and watch it. Um, we'll see. If I if I do end up reading, I'll probably read it after season one. If I really want to know what happens yeah, next. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Um, also out this week, Monster Hunter Rise. That's for the Switch. Um, that's also been really viewing really well. So really cool to see that a lot of the games coming out this year so far are hitting really well. Uh, Fall Guys season four also just came out. I believe that's like a what a cyberpunk theme. I know they added like squad like mode as well. Yeah. Um, so I haven't tried that out yet, but I heard that squad mode is pretty cool. So I definitely want to try that out mm, hopefully yeah, sometime soon. 
And yeah, with that being said, let's get into the gaming news this week. Uh, quite a bit of news, I'd say, but a lot of it was like in the last day or two, honestly. Like, I thought this week was going to be pretty dead for gaming news. And then I want to say like yeah. half of these news stories we honestly got like in the last 24 hours. So um, one of the first ones is going to be one that our community is going to be probably pretty vocal on. Apparently, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie. Uh, yeah, apparently Sony's really doubling down on a lot of these, you know, exclusive games getting either adapted into a TV series or a movie. Um, essentially with Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Sucker Punch is going to be the executive producer and the big name behind it is actually going to be the same person that directed the John Wick film. I am, is it all three of them or is he just the one from the first one? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's the, let me quickly look this up. I'm not sure if it's the same yeah. director for all three films. But so. either way, like Ghost of Tsushima, like if you've watched the John Wick films, which I imagine a lot of you have, like those slow-mo uh kind of standoffs like i'm actually pretty interested in seeing the action scenes i don't think ghost so, of tsushima needs a movie but yeah would you find he out he directed all he directed all three um, okay this will be his fourth film he's oh, only done the john wick films damn so, so this guy's going yeah. from john wick to ghost that's crazy <laughs> what did you think about this because i don't know like I obviously haven't beaten the game, so I don't know, you know, how much story there is in the second half of the game for me. I know a lot of people praise it. Um, I'm not opposed to the idea, but at the same time, obviously, I don't think it needs to happen. I always feel like these things are just kind of to get people that don't play games into the same kind of universe, right? Um, but yeah, I'm not opposed I, to it, especially with talent like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, like, I don't think it needs a film. And I don't know how well it will work as a film purely because Ghost is such a big game. And even if you were to cut out, you know, all the side stories and all that kind of stuff, and you just focus on the main plot, it's not a short plot. Like, it's it's something that would be tough to fit into, like, a two, two and a half hour long film. Um, the the most interesting thing is, like, the, the director for the John Wick films, even though this will be, like, his, his fourth directorial thing he was a stunt choreographer for a lot of things um he was the stunt double for keanu reeves in the the matrix films um or uh, yeah it was for the, in the matrix films um and he he did a lot of stunt coordination on on some other big blockbusters so it's probably going to be a very action focused film so i i don't know what that means story-wise for it like i don't know what direction they would take um and there's not many films like that kind of genre that come out anymore. Like, so I, I imagine that's why it would probably go down a more action route than a typical uh, uh, Japanese like samurai movie. Um, either way, I'm super interested to see how it turns out and stuff. Um, I, I don't know who like they would get to play Jin and stuff. I, I would hope they would just get the guy who did the voice because he's pretty young. He looks the part. Um, he knows the character well he knows the yeah. character he could probably like it'll be in english so they can just get him to do it and he he literally is the face as well like so it makes sense just to get him to do it uh they probably won't they'll pro if it's a very stunt heavy film they'll probably get someone who is uh trained and all that very real trained hey maybe keanu reeves or <laughs> i'm about to say that actually <laughs> like keanu reeves plays Jim. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll see um but yeah, I'm interested to see how it turns out. It could be really cool. So, yeah, in the middle of the game, Jin dies, and then you see Keanu Reeves wake the fuck up, samurai. <laughs> Man. So yeah, um, I imagine they're probably still gonna try to like. Obviously, a big part of Ghost is like 
trying to represent that culture really well. Um, so I imagine, I wonder if they're going to like make it kind of like, you know how they had those filters that made it seem like an old Japanese film? I wonder how, like, I feel like, like it would be smart to kind of play yeah. into that kind of, yeah, that kind of way. That would be really cool. So either way, it'll be interesting to see once these, you know, obviously products start coming out. I think the closest one to coming out is the Uncharted movie because that's the only one that's finished filming, which I think is still up for February yeah, of that- 2022. I think the main thing to note with the Ghost movie is that the director, he is directing John Wick 4 as well, um, which will most likely happen before this because mm-hmm. that does have a script and stuff. So I wouldn't imagine this is going to happen for at least another sort of three years or so. Um, yeah. Just because I imagine they'll start getting a screenwriter this year and get ready for production uh, sort of next year at some point. Um, so I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. But I, I wouldn't too. have thought... I wouldn't have thought this would be in like development hell like Last of Us and stuff was and Uncharted was like I I don't imagine that's that's what PlayStation want to do anymore they just want to make movies and make a ton of money so <laughs> yeah. I I will imagine they just want to get it out the door as quick as possible so yeah true uh, there's also was a rumor uh, I didn't want to like you know credit give this too much credit because the source is a bit shaky but they have gotten things right in the past there's a rumor that sony wants to do a demon souls movie this one doesn't sound good to me i mean yeah the thing yeah like the souls games right it's all about choosing first of all it's an rpg right so like you're not going to look the same as everyone else you're going to have you know either a mage build or a warrior build or you know the typical knight build just having a movie that focuses on like one class right Unless they play into the idea that is, you know, you die and you come back, like I imagine it will. Um, it's just very weird to me. I do think out of all the Souls games, Demon Souls would be the best one, just because I feel like the story is a bit more explicit compared to like something like Bloodborne. Um, do I see this happening? I feel like Sony might, just because, you know, obviously they have Bloodborne and they have Demon Souls as like two Souls games that they own, like the IP right for. So I feel like since, you know, Dark Souls is kind of like synonymous in the gaming community now. Like everyone knows what Dark Souls is. Like I could see Sony doing this. I'm not sure, you know, if this is real or not. I really hope it's not just because it doesn't need to happen. It's not the right kind of game to adapt into a film like that. Like the only good thing that would come out of this is being able to see Bulletaria, you know, and all that and like beautiful visuals. But like everything else about this movie doesn't seem like it'd work well at all. Uh, Charlie, you've actually played Demon's Souls quite a bit. So what did you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest way, if this ends up being real, the I think the most similar thing to compare this to will be the the new Dungeons and Dragons film um, that's that's being developed. That's meant to come out next year, because um, I would imagine that if a Demon Souls movie were to happen, it the only things that would cross over would be the name and like the location and maybe some of the enemies. You because obviously it's not a narrative driven game sure there's lore and and characters and stuff but you're not playing a specific character and following through a story um so i would imagine like the dungeons and dragons thing it would come up with a set protagonist and a set story and this is the main bad guy and he's gonna have or he or she is gonna have a main role and i mean they all they have all that in demon souls that's the thing like like at least the demon souls community like all the NPCs and the Nexus and all the bosses are very synonymous to that world and the lore. So I feel like you'd have to bring over all those characters for it to really be Demon Souls. 
but that's to the at thing. Least like, be authentic that's to why I'm saying, software. like, I don't know if it would be. That's the thing. Like, it, just because it's a film doesn't mean it's going to be authentic, right? Like, the, that's why I'm saying, like, it, if it's going to be similar to anything, I would say this Dungeons and Dragons movie because Dungeons and Dragons is a massive <laughs> tabletop RPG where anything can happen, and there is so, sure there's law, like there is in Demon Souls, but there's you know, your character can be anyone and the, there's tons of different missions to go on. So, like, how do you make a movie of that? I don't know, you, you just use the world and the objects in that world, and I would imagine that's what would happen with this Demon Souls film. I wouldn't be surprised if it has very little to do with the game um, and it's just there to, you know, sell tickets and use an IP. Um, because, in reality, I don't see it as being a film that would be aiming at fans of the game just because i don't see fans of the game wanting to see a demon souls film yeah. so i would imagine it would try and aim at people that want to watch a, a fantasy film and then try and pull them in to play the game um rather than the other way around so yeah i i see it having very little to do with the game if it's real i don't think it's real it sounds very odd and there are many other games that you could make films about that would make more sense. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like you'd piss off from software if you just, like, disregarded. Like, I realize that a lot of people don't know the story of Demon's Souls, but, like, a lot of that fits together. Like, that world has a story to it. It's probably one of the more explicit kind of told from software souls, you know, stories compared to, like, Sekiro. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're just talking about something that currently is a rumor, but if it does exist, I would hope for it to be authentic. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, the weird thing is, like, I feel like, like you said, it's a very, not niche, because I don't think it's that small, but it's definitely not like a mainstream kind of big IP like Uncharted or Last of Us is compared to, you know, their other IPs that they could choose. So if they did choose this, you know, hey, hats off to them. That's an interesting choice, I guess, but definitely seems a bit odd so who who knows honestly really don't want this to exist honestly because this is like the most kind of gamey game you can get right where it's like you're literally choosing what your character has on them and chooses like it'd be so weird to like show off the main character killing off all these bosses in the game in a set way when that's supposed to be up to the player to choose how they do it but regardless we'll see if this ever happens if this is true but yeah that's a currently you know rumor going out there which take with that with what you will Anyways, a take two does come out tomorrow, and currently it's reviewing really well. It's at a 90 on Metacritic. People are saying that this could be even a game of the year contender. Uh, do we know what a way out was at Metacritic wise? Because I feel like that was like in the mid 80s. It's at like, it's at like 78, I think. Holy shit! When I looked, it's not. It's nowhere near as high, which makes. And I sense. love that game too. So if this is higher than that, that's crazy. Like I, I think the main difference I took away from the reviews is a way out was good but it was not polished. You know, it did a lot of great mechanics, but it didn't do them perfectly. Whereas from what I can tell from what people are saying and, and seeing footage, it takes to just basically takes every single mechanic it has and polishes it to a Nintendo level of quality. Um, I mean, I was watching the Joseph Farris did like a, a short playthrough with Game Informer earlier today. And he's saying in that, like he's a big Nintendo fan and he loves the way that, they don't tutorialize things, they just make you play it. 
and you mm-hmm. learn as you go along um, through the gameplay, and that's exactly what they do in, in It Takes Two, and it seems to have done really well for them. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised it's reviewing better than A Way Out. Um, I'm really excited to play it, so uh, yeah, I, I hope it's good. I also hope it's not too short, because um, A Way Out wasn't crazily long. It was like six, seven hours, so hopefully it's a bit longer. I do know I've preloaded it, and it's like double the size of A Way Out, so... Hey ho, maybe maybe it's going to be a lot longer, but um, I haven't seen anyone talk about length, so I, d- I don't actually know how long it is or anything. Length isn't too big of a concern for me. I don't know. I felt like a way out. Yeah, it was a bit on the shorter side, but I'd rather it, you know, not overstay its welcome, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very exciting. Honestly, this game, like, I haven't been, obviously, I'm, like, really excited to play it, right? But I, it's not something where I'm, like, counting down the days, so I honestly kind of even forgot it was coming out tonight, so that's, like, a welcome surprise for me um yeah looking forward to playing it and definitely you know it sounds great so congrats to the team on like what a three-year turnaround that's crazy Mm. deliver like that anyways the next new story actually dropped literally i think minutes after we recorded last week's episode (laughs) now playstation acquired evo Uh, is it evo or evo evo yeah evo yeah okay so i was right Uh, essentially they're one of the big you know esports kind of tournament organizers i guess would you say um, in the big, yeah. you know, esports scene, I think they're mainly associated with like the fighting community in particular. So things like Super Smash Bros. I know has been, you know, using them in the past and probably will continue to. Uh, I think Street Fighter as well. Uh, yeah, honestly, like I know me and Charlie aren't really big in the esports scene, but shows that PlayStation is kind of doubling down on that space. They see it a growing, you know, in in general in the future. So interesting to note. Did you have anything you wanted to add on that before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what this means for Evo. Like you said, Evo is very well known in the fighting community mm-hmm. um, rather than just esports in general. So I wonder if maybe PlayStation want to try and extend the brand into other esports tournaments, uh, maybe hosting some bigger tournaments for other games like Valorant or League or something like that. Um, just because I, I don't know if Evo do those, but if they do, it's not to the same extent of the fighting games. Because that is where like the the big street fighter like world championships happen and stuff. It is to do with Evo. Um, so yeah, I I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see where PlayStation go with this. Obviously, they have said you know they're not going to limit them to just PlayStation games and stuff. Yeah. It's Sony that have bought it, you know. So it's it's just going to stay the way it is. It's just Sony are going to make a ton of money off it now instead. So. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. This is definitely like a partnership that's been happening for years. I remember going to PSX back in 2015, and they always had like those Street Fighter kind of tournaments alongside it that were happening on like Saturdays and stuff. So they definitely had like a close relationship. I imagine it's just a simple business move where they see it growing in the future. So it just made sense to acquire them. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's Sony that acquired them, not PlayStation. It'll be interesting though, because I know Nintendo definitely does a lot of like a lot of the Smash, you know, scene with Evo. So it'd be interesting to have like a Smash tournament, say, presented by PlayStation or something like that, possibly. If they even choose to have that as their name, but I imagine they will, right? I mean, so. Nintendo's a, a bit of a, a hated thing in the fighting game community right now. So we'll oh, yeah, with Smash. Goes, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but yeah, nonetheless, that was something surprising for me. Yeah, in other news stories, this is a bit of a sad one, but also one we're probably going to see quite a bit this year. Uh, yeah, another game got delayed, Back for Blood. This is actually one that Charlie and I have been talking about probably since, what, announcement? Um, at least, you know, re- reappearance. Yeah, exactly. We talked about it a bit in the past. 
uh it was originally supposed to come out i want to say what end of june like june 18th june 25th yeah it was like the mid of june it was middle of june i think yeah yeah perfect co-op game for the summer um and to get pushed back to october charlie and i were talking about a bit about this in the past just because we did play the alpha and it definitely was pretty rough i think the biggest ones we had to talk about um were performance wise i think we both ran into issues and then also in terms of the games you know uh, balancing so they're taking extra time. It's going to be coming out October 12th instead, which I think is probably the next perfect date just because it is in that Halloween time period, right? And it's also like before the crazy storm of games that usually come out at the end of October. So still definitely has a chance to survive. I do think it's going to hurt that it's not coming out in the summertime because that's just like the perfect time for a co-op game. Uh, but nonetheless, the game needs time. It is what it is, you know. Hopefully it's going to become a better game because of that and a bit of a bummer there, so... Anything you want to add on that? I know that you kind of follow Back for Blood quite a bit, you know, with yeah, you know, someone in the Valve scene. I was not surprised that it got delayed. I didn't want it to happen, but I'm glad it did. Um, I, th- I think most people who played the Alpha know that it was not in the best of states. Uh, like Brandon said, it, it didn't run particularly well. There was some serious balance problems with, like, ammo counts and spawns on higher difficulties like even the the lowest difficulty was insanely difficult um and i i know like back when there was when the alpha was on um some streams went on with the devs um and they were asked about the date and if they would be able to hit it and they did seem very hesitant so it seems like they knew as soon as they announced it that it probably wasn't gonna hit i imagine it was a warner brothers thing um I do also hope that maybe this time uh, allows for Turtle Rock to try and convince WB maybe to to drop the 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 DLC method they've got of the the whole like gold edition and stuff because the game's just not going to survive if you if you lock content behind stuff like that um, even if it's to the point of something like how Payday does it where when you buy a DLC pack not all of your friends have to buy it only one of you does and then you can all play the DLC um just because it's it's going to be otherwise it'll just be the same as COD always used to be where you have the DLC packs and nobody's playing those packs because there's a vast majority just bought the base game um I imagine there'll be plenty of content in the base game it's just the the fact that they want you to pay like I think it's a hundred dollars for the full experience of getting all the the extra stuff. Kind of sucks, especially when you know Evolve had a a lot of free. Even though it had a lot of paid content, it did have a lot of free content too. And before that, Left 4 Dead One and Two had a lot of free content. In fact, it was all free on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do hope that they can try and try and change Warner Brothers' mind. I don't think it'll happen because it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the end, it's going to be better for the game anyway. So I'm excited to play it when it does come out. Um, but yeah, it's a shame it's not this summer. I think all of their games were delayed. I guess we'll mention here that Gotham Knights was also delayed as well um, into 2022, yeah. though. Um, and then before this, we had Hogwarts. I think that was delayed in like January or something. So yeah, all their games got delayed out of this year. Not surprising. I think the... Uh... Mm-hmm. I think the only game they've still got penned for this year that they haven't delayed yet is Lego Star Wars. Um, that oh, the, the Skywalker one? Skywalker Saga, yeah. yeah. So that that's currently still that's Lego. still got a spring date. Um, I don't think it's going to hit spring. It will probably be the end of the year. 
that is typically when lego games come out anyway wait does um, it have even does it even have like a date or is it just spring stuff? no it's just spring yeah so oh they, it was meant to be last year and then when they showed a trailer at gamescom it was spring 2021 and they have not showed anything since there's been a few leaked dates here and there i know may 4th obviously was tossed around a lot it could still release then wouldn't surprise me because it's gonna sell well no matter when you announce it um but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets delayed again. Um, like Jason Schreier said on Twitter a lot, like you're going to see a lot more delays this year than you did last year because obviously COVID hit production on or hit games that were into full production rather than post. Um, yeah. So there's going to be a lot more delays this year than, than last year, which sucks, exactly. but it's how, how things go. Yeah, so sad all around, but obviously we want these games to be good because, you know, a delayed game essentially allows the developers to, you know, get the game obviously to be more polished than if it was rushed out. And then if you do get that rushed out game, there's nothing that's going to really save that. It's just going to be generally forever bad unless, you know, it's mm, in terms so of performance. Fun. Yeah, I was going to say that's like the only situation <laughs> if it's like performance wise or something like that. But yeah, sad to see, but. It's going to be expected and expect a lot more games to follow. In other news stories, it looks like we're going to be getting another Resident Evil showcase announced for April. So I don't think, Charlie, they haven't said like a specific date in April. They just said April, right? No, it's just in their, they did like a blog post or something about Mm -hmm. like Resident Evil. And they were just saying, hey, we're going to have a showcase in April. They haven't said a date. They haven't said what's in it. So, Charlie, Obviously, is this where we assume... get our hopes up again for a Resi 4 VR game? And <laughs> you'd assume it it's just drop. Village, but the way they've worded the blog is, like, they literally said, oh, we're going to leave you to to come up with your own ideas of what might be at this event. And so if they don't include something Resident Evil 4, they're going to be screwing themselves over because they literally told people to get overhyped basically yeah they're like Um, let your imagination run wild (laughs) yeah yeah that was it so like why would they say that if it's just gonna be village and like um reverse i still don't expect anything like the thing is i feel like it would be announced with like i don't know traditionally it's announced as sony like it's got to be the vr game it's got to be the vr game i think it's the vr game yeah yeah i i don't think it's resident evil 4 remake stuff just because i i still feel like it's way too early for us to see that stuff we won't see that until Um, after village at least comes out yeah um but the if the vr remake thing or just port is real which i would imagine it is like it was in an official document um and that was meant to come out around the same time as village then i would expect to see it soon so it would make sense if we see it here. Um, Dude. Hey, it may even may even drop the same like month. We might even get it like in May. So for VR sounds so good. Uh, it's like a, such a good concept because obviously VR is a slower paced, right? In terms of that, and Resi Four is generally a pretty slow paced game, at least compared to the Resident Evil games, right? I feel like Four VR makes so much sense. I really want to see that game because it's been in it's been rumored I, I, since the Capcom leaks. I just hope it's it's not just like the the older VR games where it's just you're literally the camera, you know. And oh you're yeah. Just, it's still going to be over the shoulder. I do hope that they have put effort in to move the camera, you know, to Leon's face, and you're actually using tracked motion controllers to control the gun. 
um but you can still obviously only do it when you stood still because that is a big part of the game because the tension Um, that you feel while you gotta like you either honestly like it gives you an option to either shoot or run and that's like such a good philosophy kind of in vr as well if they could do that right yeah i i do think like for me like when they eventually do the remake i i hope they at least adjust that because for me it was a, a bit clunky in vr i think you you won't have that problem as much because it's not third person you can move in a bit more directions you know because you're moving in real life um so it would make that a lot easier um but i i do hope that they've put some effort into it it isn't just a straight port of i imagine it's going to be a port of like the ps4 version um with some some updates but i do hope it isn't just over the shoulder camera in vr like that would really suck if that's all it is i really hope it isn't just like a simple port yeah especially since i don't know vr has matured quite far away like if we keep getting that it's gonna like especially if this is announced at like a mainstream event like a resident evil showcase it's just gonna like leave a bad taste for people in terms also, of what vr is i also yeah. hope it is not a quest exclusive because obviously it was, also called, Re- it was called resident evil 4 for oculus so here's hoping it's not a quest exclusive because i want to play it um if it's i mean i don't really care if it's oculus exclusive if it's still on pc because there are ways of getting around that yeah um so i hope it's at least on pc but yeah if if it's locked to quest that'll suck because uh there would be so many people on pc that would buy that um and obviously just it would look even better on on pc than it would on quest but i'm sure it'll run great on there as well um obviously it is a much older game now so wasn't this one also rumored to be like releasing soon right like it's supposed to come yeah, out like so that, April, it was this yeah so both this and village were i think village had april on the document and then this had like may or april slash may so they were both meant to come out around the same time which is why i wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a date at this event and they're like hey it's dropping next month on the oculus store go pre-order now um because it's it, vr is one of those things you don't really need to hype people up for years and years like you could tell me a game is coming out next week and if it looks good the vr community will hop on it because you know there's not a ton of great games yeah there there are a lot of games that come out in vr but they're not all great so when a a good game does come out you know it's going to sell well most people will jump on it um so they could announce it whenever and it would sell like hotcakes so um hopefully it's soon it'd be really cool looking forward to that definitely I don't know. Last showcase was interesting. It was a lot of, you know, mainstream Resident Evil news in terms of like the Netflix show. And, you know, they had what the multiplayer announcement. But what we saw at Village is honestly enough for me. I would Im- I will say I would imagine we see a movie trailer because I did say that last time we didn't. But we're getting a lot closer to the film now. Um, mm-hmm. and we've got a full title for the film now. So I would imagine a trailer is soon because it comes out in September. So we could see that here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. Anyways, another news: Cyberpunk got a new patch. Uh, this one actually came out with the announcement, right? The one point uh, two. The patch isn't out yet. The patch isn't out yet. Do we know a date yet for it? I know they just announced no, it. No, so they just said it's soon. Yeah, they, they they've just said soon. It was meant to be out last month, so they are running behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine it's like next week, the week after, but they they haven't said a date. They've just said that it is is coming soon. This one's going to be focused mainly on driving as well as the police AI, I believe. So those are like two. I know at least the police AI one was like one of the biggest, you know, concerns. Like the AI in that game, literally, was like 
terrible. <laughs> you can see clips yeah. online. Like it's only like if you try to break it, you, you don't even need to try to break it. It's already broken essentially. So yeah, luckily they're fixing that. So game will slowly improve. Um, my recommendation still remains the same. If you're playing this on console, just wait for the next gen version, just cause I feel like that will be very, you know, worth your wait for that. Um, and then in terms of PC, I don't know, I guess it depends on your current PC. Like Charlie and I had a fine experience. Would you recommend people to wait on PC or no? Um, I'd say the same thing I did which when I played it, which is if you want to mm. play this game, go out and play it. But I would imagine most people who wanted to have played it already. If you're not in a rush to play it, then just wait. It's yeah, going to be backlog a stuff, lot better the longer you wait. So, Yeah, I think definitely most of the hate, though, is coming in terms of the console versions, which, you know, is rightfully so, considering those versions were, you know, misled. And especially at launch on at least PS4 and Xbox, you know, one was crazy bad so yeah i imagine we'll probably have like a lot of these stories throughout the year as they get patches out and updates out um so yeah good news i guess over there in terms of this i guess i'll let you introduce this next topic in terms of half-life uh just because you actually introduced me to this new story so go ahead yeah um it's not a very big one it was uh, some news that broke yesterday basically a new patch went out for dota 2 um and as per usual when valve release a patch there is tons to data mine um so people did find some some more stuff for citadel which as far as we know is is valve's next game which is going to be vr and non-vr uh there's going to be like an rts type game but it will be full of players there won't be like ai and stuff it's it's going to be all all players that you're controlling and stuff i don't really know they haven't said anything officially so it's kind of hard to uh to explain it right now um but aside from the citadel stuff that that they inevitably found there was a new tag that was was found within the files called hlx um normally when when stuff is is found you would get like a tag like citadel or hlvr or dota 2 and then there'd be a tag and then you get the um like the actual code with this, it was HLVR slash HLX. So it was basically a subcategory within HLVR. Which HLVR, HLVR if, is If Alex. you don't know, is yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the tag for Half-Life Alex. Um, so what this this means is that HLX or whatever is a, is a new piece of software that is being built using the existing code um, for Half-Life Alex. Citadel does not use that existing code. It's its own separate program. Um, there was a few people theorizing in a discord i'm in um that it's it could be half-life zen and stuff eventually i did post in there saying hey x could mean expansion or extra which a lot of people have now realized it's probably what this means um a big leaker um in the in the valve community tyler mcvicker he has said that he has heard rumors about some new half-life alex style dlc slash new game that is going to be a majora's mask style thing um where it will use the existing uh assets and that kind of thing that they'd already made for alex so that they can make a game much quicker so i would imagine this is coming out before citadel a lot of people have speculated that citadel is early next year so there is potential that this is a new game coming this year who knows it would be very exciting if it is um I'm the resident Half-Life nerd here, so uh, anything like this is going to get me excited. This is the first time we've seen this, so there's not a ton, um, but it, it teased that there's like some new additions to grenades and stuff, um, so it seems like it's it's 
going to polish up some mechanics and, and that kind of thing from Alex. Um, but yeah, I would expect this to be some kind of expansion. I have heard some people say that maybe this is going to be an episode one style thing where it's not a DLC, it is a separate game, but it's just using the already existing content. Um, so we'll see what this ends up being. I'm super excited. More Half-Life's always cool. Um, so yeah, and more VR. So I'll take it. Hopefully we hear about it semi soon. Yeah. In terms of like when this will come out, I don't think it's this year just because Half-Life Alex literally barely got out before COVID hit. And I can't imagine Valve has been like working really productively on like a brand new kind of game slash expansion that's going to come out this year. But, you know, it, using the same assets also helps with productivity and the fact that you can get it out really quickly. It is exciting. Obviously, you know, with VR and especially right after Half-Life Alex, like the best thing you could do is just get more content out there, right? And I feel like this would be the smartest way instead of like building a whole new project with all new assets and waiting years before you get another game like that. I feel like I, I feel like they talked about this in the past where like they didn't want to leave fans in limbo on the narrative. I think Robin Walker actually recently talked about that. I wonder yeah, if I... this would be kind of like story related to Alex or if this would just be something that's like you can pass on. I imagine if it's an expansion, I... it builds upon it, but I feel like they'd also want to save that. I was going to say... Um about the robin walker thing mm -hmm. they it's not fully out yet but there is an interview coming out either later this week or soon from tech radar which is going to go into a whole lot of depth about how how half-life alex was made and the future of half-life so i wouldn't be surprised if he does you know t like he does in that that short uh excerpt that they've already put up tease the the future um i'd I don't know what it would be story-wise, whether it would continue stuff with Alex or a new character. I think either is a great idea. Um, you know, based on the ending of Alex, they could easily do more stuff with Alex that could both continue the story whilst also not, and, you know, save the main story for Half-Life 3 or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'd also be really interested to see some of the other characters we didn't see in Alex. You know, we, we didn't see Barney or Kleiner, who you know a pretty big characters in half-life 2 especially kleiner um and they are usually partners in crime a lot of the time so it would be interesting to see a game where you play as barney like you did with half-life 1 um in uh not opposing force but i think it's blue shift i think is yeah blue shift, I think barney. Is, yeah yeah um so it'd be interesting to see see him come back interestingly barney is the same voice actor as g-man and he did tease last year that he was working on another project um, when Half-Life Alex was coming out, that fans would be looking forward to later that year. Nothing was announced, um, so who knows, maybe he was already recording Barney voice lines for whatever this thing is, um, or G-Man or whatever. Um, so, I, I don't know. It's the first time we've seen the code, so it's it's weird that maybe this hasn't been in development for too long. Um so who knows when it would come out. But I would imagine they want to get it out as soon as possible to show people, hey, we are still making Half-Life content. Hey, we are still making VR stuff. Don't worry. You didn't just waste all your money on a new headset. Um, and plus, the, the devs have been very clear. They still want to make Half-Life. You know, mm -hmm. they, they want to make games. So this is the quickest way to get new stuff out um, and get feedback from fans as well. So... Yeah. So it's exciting when Valve is making Half-Life content. So I think anyone yeah. is happy, especially considering the years before this. So yeah, very cool exactly, over there. Yeah. And then now we have like two projects to look forward to. We still have Citadel, which is currently, I think you said a bit ago, that's entering, you know, 
production, like full on production where uh, I think Alex hit that like nine months before it came out. So pretty exciting news all around in terms of both of those projects over there. So yeah. Another news story is a game that's coming out literally in about a month from now. Just went gold. Returnal. Very exciting. Housemark just you know recently announced that today. Going gold, for anyone that doesn't know, just essentially means that the game is finished. Going gold doesn't really have a meaning as it used to, just because obviously in the day and era where you can have day one patches and all that, you know, developers are still working on, you know, the game long after, you know, the disc at least is finished. But still very, you know, very important milestone nonetheless. And the game technically is finished at this point. So, yeah, Returnal, I'm sure, is a game that we're all looking forward to, you know, more, you know, more or less for some other people, uh, especially given that price. I know some people are going to be skipping out on it, but I know personally I'm looking forward to playing it. And it kind of starts, you know, the month of May, which is completely packed right now with games. So anything you want to add on there in terms of Returnal? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Uh, it was going to go gold eventually, so it's not, you know, massive. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I will most likely be picking it up day one. Um, as long as I can afford it, because there is a lot of stuff coming out around that time, um, and it, it isn't cheap. But yeah, I, I am overall looking forward to it. I hope it's really good. Um, hopefully it, it reviews well and stuff, and we, we hear reviews, not like on day one, but hopefully sort of a week before. I, I Typically with PlayStation games, we do see reviews pretty early on anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah hopefully we'll we'll start hearing some previews and stuff pretty soon i would imagine they'll start sending out review copies in in the next few weeks so yeah exactly and then not you know so long after that we'll also be getting rift apart so i imagine we'll hear about that soon wink wink hopefully mm. and yeah and then a new story arrowhead uh they have been teasing the return of Helldivers, which is a series that i really liked it was a game that was on ps plus so i know a few of you at least have played it um helldivers was just a really fun co-op game it was a twin stick shooter had like friendly fire on it was just a very different kind of game i do have like a feeling to gonna go back to it and relive it because it was during that like i want to say like early era of the ps4 where it was like 2014 maybe 2015 um just really had a blast playing it and you know, I've always known that they're working on their next game. It's been like ages since we've last heard from them. Um, I know they have recently put up job listings for like a next generation co-op shooter. So, you know, this alongside the reply to Greg Miller, which is what kind of started this whole thing where he was like, I miss Helldivers. And they replied saying, I think they replied with the winky face, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, they wouldn't do that if they weren't making Helldivers 2, right? So like this kind of has to be Helldivers 2 unless they're just being very stupid. <laughs> So yeah, they've been working on a port this whole time. It's just a port. To just a PS5 shit. port, yeah. Like fuck off. <laughs> so this definitely is very exciting for me. Helldivers two, next gen PS5. Let's get it. Um, and yeah, definitely you know exciting. Yeah, co-op games are always you know kind of a welcome thing for me because we don't get them as much you know nowadays. So I'll definitely take it. Did you ever play Helldivers or no? I seem to remember playing like. 30 minutes or something of it when it was on ps plus i never got like never dove into it i don't remember it too much so i must have literally switched it on played it for a bit and then switched it off and never played it again um i have heard it's pretty good i didn't even know but it's on pc as well yeah um, it is actually it's one of the few uh, games it's, that sony it's on has Steam, yeah so um yeah I, i'm interested to see a, a sequel or whatever it is that they're, they're working on 
it has been like what six years since Helldivers came out. So, um, yeah. and that was the last thing they they made. So, uh, I I'm really interested to see whatever it is they're working on. Uh, I'll be sure to give it a go when it comes out. I'm sure we'll play it. So, if anyone's played Dead Nation, it's kind of similar to that in a way as well. So, definitely a very fun co-op game, and hopefully that will be announced some you know somewhat soon. So, yeah. Anyways, we have some pretty big last two news topics here. Uh, we'll start off with Bloomberg. Uh, once again, they've been covering, you know, the Switch Pro, quote-unquote, that's supposed to hit ne- later this year. Um, they kind of came out with a new article detailing a bit more about it. They just said it's going to use a new NVIDIA chip, which has been, you know, the rumor as of late that supports DLSS to produce 4K visuals. So that's the main thing to add on to here is mainly the support for DLSS. I, I think their last report didn't include any information on DLSS. That's always been kind of like a rumor. But now that Bloomberg has reported on it, leads that rumor to be a lot more credible in my opinion. So yeah, I, I've already talked about this a bit with Charlie. Like I didn't expect Nintendo to adapt that kind of technology because it is kind of, you know, when you think of Nintendo, you don't think of <laughs> necessarily like the most recent innovations in technology which dlss kind of is in terms of the pc space but um it would make sense considering the switch already uses those kind of chips right so yeah that's the current rumor it's going to be able to you know reproduce 4k you know visuals um with that technology and that's very exciting so anything want to add on to that yeah i mean i think it makes sense that it has dlss personally um because the, the the thing is with that stuff just because it supports it doesn't mean Nintendo have to use it. Um, yeah. I would imagine they will because it's there. Uh, but th- there was always the possibility that the the chip they would have would use it because we knew that it was going to be using a new NVIDIA chip that they haven't used in the, the Shield yet, which is a, a big point to make. You know, the, the Switch does use, I think it's the Tegra chip? Tegra X1, Yeah, it's the Tegra. I think, I think the first generation, um, yeah. Yeah, which is the one they use in, in their NVIDIA Shields, which are like the Android TVs. So it was already existing tech, but we'd heard that it was going to be using a brand new top-of-the-line NVIDIA chip, um, which would make sense that it has DLSS because that is a big technology for them right now, um, which is great because it means that not only can they you know get their 4K visuals and higher frame rates, but it does mean that they can push the hardware a bit more because um, that is a big thing with the Switch is that it is underclocked. So a lot of the games on the Switch can run a lot better and run at higher resolutions. But out of the box, Nintendo don't run it at a, a higher voltage to try and keep it cooler and stuff. Um, so hopefully with that faster chip it, and potentially a lot better cooling in there, um, they'll actually utilize that chip a bit more. Um, so we can get much better frame rates and stuff outside of main Nintendo games. Because usually you get, you know, the main resolution with 60 FPS with Nintendo stuff, unless it's like Zelda. But I would hope with something like this, I would imagine we're going to get Zelda alongside this new Switch. 4K60 would be a great selling point to get the new Switch. I'd be there day one. Um, I know Jason Schreier did say on Twitter, he was like, well, you know, why would they show off these games when they're going to be with this new console you might as well wait and show them off when they're going to look at their best on the the best version of the hardware so it seems like we might not see zelda and stuff until this console has been revealed yeah Um, i was going to add that like this yeah a lot of the games that people have been wanting to wait for i feel like they're going to wait until this new kind of you know pro model comes out to show those off because that just makes the most sense it's, it's weird as well because, like, there had been rumors that this console is still launching this year. 
even though I think a lot of us think that Zelda probably isn't this year anymore. Um, so it makes me wonder what is going on with it, because I, I don't think Nintendo are the kind of people to launch a console without a big game. Um, they know not to do that. They did that with the Wii U, and you know there was a lot of reasons why that console failed, but that was one of them. They didn't have a big game day one. And, and that was a big reason for Switch's success early on. It launched with Zelda. So if you want to launch a new new version of your console, you're going to need something there day one. Otherwise, you're not going to get many people outside of the diehard fans buying it on day one, especially if there's not a ton of support. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Zelda is this year, and they're going to surprise us. I would really hope it is, um, but I, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, it, feels, it feels so weird because... I always associate the Pro with Breath of the Wild 2 just because each uh, Switch iteration has always come out with a Zelda game. Obviously, Breath of the Wild launched with the original Switch, and then we also got Link's Awakening with the light. So I imagine we're at least going to get some sort of Zelda game. I feel like, I don't know, the only thing I could think of is if Breath of the Wild 2 isn't this year, which I fully believe it's going to be 2022 at this point, just because yeah. obviously COVID reasons and just the fact that that game, I imagine, is pretty big scope-wise, even though it is going to use a lot of the same assets, I imagine. Um, only thing I could think of is maybe those remasters that are coming out. Possibly they're going to be like, oh, a 4K remaster or something like that. But I still feel even then that isn't a big enough reason That's, to get a Switch yeah, Pro. I'd, maybe it's an Odyssey uh, 2, maybe? I don't know. I don't. I don't think Odyssey Two is like that far along. If it exists, you know, I, there's not been a ton of rumors about you think, Odyssey Two. You think they've been mainly working on Bowser's and Set Fury <laughs> since? Because that's I like mean, the I, last thing they came out with besides. I don't Odyssey. know. We we haven't really heard anything about a new Mario game. But Nintendo's the, also the, pretty weird. secret about it, aren't they? Like they're, they're pretty I, secret. I say, but then we've heard a lot about Breath of the Wild Two through leakers and stuff there has been information out there so i i, I don't know i like it's it's a weird one i i do think we get breath of the wild 2 before we get a new mario game honestly so it like and it would make sense i guess right and the mario game came out later and stuff like that um but yeah i i think it's interesting to note as well when the switch was announced that was six months before it released um as well as we didn't know the date for the switch or or uh zelda until two months before less than two months um so you know zelda could be this year and they're just playing super coy to try and catch people off guard and at e3 they go bam here's our new switch bam here's the date bam here's zelda you know it's it's possible that is not um <laughs> you say that but scarier things have happened. <laughs> so I'm just saying because like, of COVID. That's the main thing for me is just because obviously that's probably the biggest thing affecting everything right now. The, I like I wouldn't have said that, but the fact that like the Switch is still meant to be coming out this year makes me think Zelda could be. Uh, I I don't I honestly don't think they would launch this version of the console without Zelda. Um, it just doesn't it, to me. It just doesn't make sense. Because I don't, I don't think you're gonna have anything as big as Zelda on day one. I, I just don't think there's gonna be a Mario games anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so I think you, I think if you're gonna launch it, you're gonna launch it with Zelda. So I, that's why I find it weird that all the rumors are saying this console is still coming out this year. Um, but then, hey, you know, Xbox launched the Series X without Halo, so and it still sold really well. So it it could uh, it could happen. But I, I also would not be surprised if, you know, they do a big blowout around E3 and that's where they show this thing off and they show off Zelda and you get a date. 
if they sh- if they reveal this thing, it won't be at an E3 event. Um, only reason I say that is they never announce really hardware at these kind of big events like that. It's always a separate thing. The Switch Lite was literally announced a month after their big E3 20 yeah I remember 2019 that, yeah. show. They showed off literally Link's Awakening, Breath of the Wild 2, and then the next month they announced the Switch Lite, which came out in September. Yeah. So the they literally announced it like that, two months before. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say that is because like Jason Schreier said, like, hey, you don't want to show off these games before like before this new hardware um and i don't think you show off the hardware without a game but it also it also depends on their philosophy right like if all these games are coming to the switch ecosystem i totally think you can have an e3 before i think we'll have an e3 event before we get the pro announced i think the pro will be announced in the summertime because the thing is there's no reason that you need to show it off necessarily so early. The only thing I could think of is since the pro obviously is going to be marketed towards gamers, I feel like maybe that's a reason to show it off near E3 time, just because the light is obviously I something mean, that the casuals are probably going to pick up. But To me, this is a much bigger deal than the light ever was, so I, I feel like if we're going to see it... Uh, I mean, we'll you say that, but like, the light also sells way more because it is essentially the DS successor. Yeah, but like you, you know what I mean. Like in the in the wider Nintendo community, the light wasn't you know hyping people up. Like it'd been rumored for a long time, and we knew it wasn't going to have better hardware. It was just literally a switch that you can't dock. Um, whereas this is a much bigger deal because not only is it a switch that you can dock, but it's much better hardware. It may eventually have games that you can't get on the switch um so so for me i feel like if you're gonna show it off it would make sense to show it off with games and i don't think you show off zelda for the first time outside of a big like nintendo event around the summer obviously it won't be e3 because e3 is not happening um but like a june july event we see this with all their games and like because i don't know if they'll do a direct because it's nintendo but um yeah I don't know. It it could go a ton of ways. So it's Nintendo. Any one of us could be card. right. <laughs> like literally. Exactly. Yeah. They'll make decisions that doesn't make sense. Hell, they're taking off fucking 3D World or not 3D World, uh, the 3D All Stars game next month. Off, <laughs> yeah. Next yeah, week off the true. off the eShop for no reason whatsoever. So. I mean, the reason is they just want to sell them separately. That's that's the reason. But you think so? Oh yeah, for sure. They're yeah. gonna go back up on the store and they're gonna be like. Twenty dollars. That'd be the biggest troll ever. So they're more expensive. It's Nintendo. People will buy it. That's that's the problem. Yeah, but people people would buy virtual console, but we still haven't seen that on the Switch. They're like such a wild card, man. They'll do whatever. Nintendo will just do the laziest thing possible because they know people will buy it. Until people stop buying their stuff, they will keep doing it. We still don't even have Netflix on the Switch somehow. (laughs) I'm still holding a grudge on that, (laughs) and we still only have black and white themes. Oh man, that That's that true, will sell me yeah. on a Switch Pro as if we actually get themes. But yeah, we could talk about this for ages, but probably best we move on to our last story, yeah, which is true, yeah. another big one. Uh, Microsoft is apparently planning to acquire Discord for ten billion dollars, which is a bit more than they are currently, you know, buying Bethesda for. So pretty big there. Um, obviously, Discord. There's the reason why they're acquiring them. Obviously, I imagine like. I mean, everyone really uses Discord. Like, I don't know anyone that uses Skype, really, unless you're using it for, like, a professional use. Um, I imagine them acquiring Discord also opens the door for possibly, you know, integrating Discord with PC, cross-chat with um, Xbox Live on, you know, console. 
Uh, pretty interesting. Obviously, this is more of like a general, like a general kind of like acquire, um, acquisition, whatever you want to say, compared to like specifically. Yeah, act, yeah. I can't talk right now. Um, <laughs> people are like linking this to Xbox directly, but it's Microsoft at the end of the day. Um, I think didn't Microsoft also acquire Skype? Yeah, they they've owned Skype for a long, long time. Yeah, hopefully um, they don't kill off Discord as well. <laughs> People are like, I mean, Discord I, don't sell, but I'm like, bro, if they see $10 billion, I'd sell. To, to me, what this, this means is that they want to have a much better service between Xbox and PC, because right now they don't have a great app. There's, like, the way the Xbox app works is awful. Like, trying to talk to friends that are on console is just a mess. Like, the way microphones connect up to that app and stuff is just rubbish. Um... So basically, moving the Xbox app over to Discord would be a great thing. Be I think crazy. You, if you merge the two, uh, I I think that's a great way. Having Game Pass built into Discord and stuff. That'd be crazy. Yellow and vice versa. That'd be awesome. It would work so well, especially because Discord. You know, they used to have a storefront for you know a couple months, and then it doesn't exist anymore. So um, they've they've tried having storefronts in Discord. That stuff is, exists. You know. Um, so I'd, I'd be interested to see how this turns out. I think it's entirely plausible. Microsoft have been making a lot of big money moves recently. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a great, great move for them. Obviously, they, they speaking of like Xbox, they also just announced today that uh, they're not going to make you pay for online for free-to-play games anymore. They're finally getting rid of that after years and years of making you pay to play like Warzone and stuff. Um, so they're finally changing that as well. Um yeah xbox are making a, a much better case to buy their stuff now personally i, I recently rebought game pass so i could use all the streaming stuff and it works really well so I, I think this is a great move for them um to combine their their two ecosystems of console and and pc um yeah i, I just hope it, it if it does go through it's not going to be a skype situation uh, yeah because that is basically been ditched at this point um, my biggest fear is that they integrate xbox game pass a bit too much where it's like promoting it on discord i don't want like my current experience mm. to be you know muffled with game pass and like microsoft yeah. features and all that the best thing would be to just have it baked in in the back end so if i do want to add on to it or if i want to see my game pass games like it's super intuitive and just ultimately you know blends it all kind of in with you know cross chat it's a pretty big move over there and yeah definitely exciting um, oh, mm. I say exciting. It'll be interesting. I'd say more. I'm not really excited about this because obviously it comes with a lot of fears on an app that I use daily. Um, but nonetheless, definitely big. <laughs> I was joking yeah, around saying cool. that an SF team, I think at Discord's an SF, is worth more to them than literally uh, Bethesda, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, nonetheless, here we are. Big moves by Microsoft. So. Yeah, nothing really to add on to that. I'm sure we'll hear more about this as we did with the Bethesda acquisition um, in the months to come. I don't even think they've publicly spoke about this, have they? It's just a no, it's just Bloomberg a rumor report. right now. But mm -hmm. it's, I mean, when Bloomberg report on something, it's usually true. So, exactly. Um, I would imagine we hear about it pretty soon. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it it seems like this is probably going to happen. So crazy. And yeah, with that being said, that has been it for this week's episode. Once again, I want to remind you, if you have any questions or feedback, suggestions and more, leave it in the comment section down below. Or of course, you could follow the link in the description to our Discord. 
And I'm sure Justin will be back next week. I'm probably, you know, pretty certain on that. We'll talk about It Takes Two, all three of us. I imagine all of us will maybe have beaten it by then. We'll see. Um, and it should be a pretty cool, you know, nonetheless. So, yeah, with that being said, we'll see you next week for our 20th episode of Critically Incorrect. Take care, everyone. See you later.